Hey guys, JK here. Hey, I wanted to take a quick second before we started this podcast to share something I'm really excited about. Listen, I love the conversations we start on this podcast and I want to provide you with practical application for you to take action and lead in your life. So I'm launching a new content piece called the JK Download on my website. I'm going to share exclusive training and downloadable templates to motivate and empower you to overcome. We just downloaded our first one, the Hell Yeah Statement. So make sure you go to the website and get that. You can even subscribe to get this in your inbox. Check it out at joshkalinowski.com. People spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to The JK Experience going, okay, I'm going to take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you. You feel you're talented in that. Pursue that. Who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. And yeah, I'm, I'm not solo, but I don't have James here in the studio with us today. Um, today, I've got an amazing guest. Now, many of you guys have rem- remembered when uh, Todd and Shannon Conklin uh, were on the podcast a, a few months ago. And as we were thinking about, hey, listen, what, is, what are some of the things we want to talk about? Um, we really wanted to take this time, this episode, to talk to all the women out there in our industry, especially in real estate, but just women in there that are in the workforce. And we thought, who better to have on this podcast than the Mrs. Shannon Conklin? So Shannon, thanks so much for joining us today, lady. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Pleased to be here. Yes. We are so excited. Now, I know we're not doing this uh, person, face-to-face, person-to-person here, but with technology, one of the great things about having that, what's happened to COVID is now we, we've really enhanced the technology. So we, we have you via the phone. And uh, I tell you what, I'm so excited that we were, you were able to make uh, time out of your very busy schedule, not only raising children, but also your full-time gig and all of the other things that you do uh, that make your life amazing. So um, thanks for taking this small time out of your day here, lady. Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, I want to, we're just going to dive right into this. I don't think we need any more of a setup because uh, so much of our audience already knows you, Shannon. And, uh, you know, you and Todd's podcast is one of our our most reviewed and biggest raved uh, podcasts. So, so many people already know you. I really want to take our time today and talk about your journey. Um, You know, as a professional woman, uh, you've had, I mean, you've had a lot of experiences. You've had a lot of things in your life that have challenged you, that have excited you, motivated you. You've had setbacks. You've had, you know, breakthroughs, all of that. And we probably can't get all of it in a half an hour, but (laughs) I'd love to just kind of maybe open up a glimpse for um, all of these women that are finding themselves, um, you know, as moms, as professionals, and just trying to work through finding themselves or keeping themselves through all this as well, too. You, as a professional woman, t- talk to us that, that journey of, um, first of all, did, did you always want to be a professional woman? Did you always want to be a mom? Like, what was that? What was the younger version of Shannon like? Yeah, younger version Shannon was, um, so I grew up in Montana, uh, the daughter of a cattle rancher. And started becoming really in, interested and involved in health and vitality and health and fitness at a young age. I was a certified aerobics instructor. Um, okay. 
step aerobics and I taught hip hop aerobics when I was in um, high school. Uh, I had a lot of, a lot of unhealthy role models in my immediate family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all have these limiting beliefs that, Oh, I'm big boned. I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be a big girl. I'm five, nine. So, you know, that's those words have been spoken, but Mm -hmm. I would never, ever call anybody, any other woman, a big girl, Mm -hmm. uh, for that reason. But, um, I just, I think I just started pushing those limiting beliefs at a really young age. Um, however, though, I went to college and I used to, I just wanted to get a degree that I would use. I was very practical. And so I was always very interested in all the nutrition and health classes and wanted to take them as my electives. And my advisor steered me away from that because, you know, an A in anatomy and physiology class won't be as easy as bowling. Yeah. <laughs> and so therefore it would derail my DPA. So mm-hmm. that's why I ended up getting a degree, um, settling into finance and economics because I knew at the end of the, end of the college, I'd be able to take that into the industry and actually use my degree. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I got started in banking, but always still, you know, training for marathons or doing different workouts at the gym, trying different, you know, not really diets. I hate the word diet. Yeah. I say it's a four letter word, but just different nutrition plans that, you know, to see if that works for me or not. Um, and I, loved my job as a banker. Um, I pro- mm. promoted quickly and had, you know, by the time I had my first son, I was 30 and I had, at that time I was the only female and I had the largest portfolio in the bank and I was so proud of my accomplishments. I was never going to be a stay at home mom. Yeah. And then I had that baby and God said, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't even fathom. I tried to go back to work. I lasted about a month and then I gave a month's notice. So um, I was blessed to be able to have that choice. But you know, you do lose a lot of your identity when you leave your career and become a mom and stay at home with the kids. And so trying to, you know, still feel the passion that I had for health and fitness, using it to become a better version of myself, but then also using it to help other women, inspire other women, offer guidance to other women. It's Mm -hmm. been a huge part of my journey since becoming a mom. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, you know, when you made that decision to get out of the world of finance, you, you, um, became a mom. Did, did you feel like you lost a part of yourself? Oh, 100%. And I don't, well, you are familiar with the Enneagram, Josh. Yeah. So I'm an Enneagram three. And so I am only um, lovable or of value if I'm achieving. And yeah. Yeah. when you're a mom, there's not a lot of accomplishments other than keeping your children alive, which is right. a big one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's <laughs> not like you're getting, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not like you're getting, you know, new, new accounts brought in and generating income or, you yeah. know, getting accolades or awards. And so, um, it was really kind of trying to find my identity. Well, who am I now? I mean, and then, and then also, you know, having my husband in, you know, in the, in the workforce, you know, starting our company, growing our company and getting all the accolades. Well, um, I got, you know, was doing all the juggling at home. Sure. So we could go do that. So yeah, for sure. I definitely felt like I lost a part of myself and it took me a while to really 
kind of settle into that. I mean, honestly, until pretty recently that, you know, this is where I want to be. Yeah. And actually it took getting my stay at home mom card pulled, to be honest, um, a couple of years ago when they needed someone with some finance experience brought back into the biz- into our company that I've really, I've been trying to work my way, maybe three years ago, work my way back into the state, just, just being able to be just a mom. Yeah. But so when you I say, say it, when you say it took you a while, I mean, I, I want people to get an, an idea of like, was that a, you know, when you say a while, was that a couple months? Was it like a decade? Was it like, how long did it oh. take for you to, to kind of come to this realization or even just started to get this awakening inside of you uh, of what you really wanted to do? Um, I would say probably, yeah, close to a decade, maybe yeah. eight years. Yeah. Um, and you know, because we just kept having it. And so mm-hmm. we have three boys now. Our oldest is 14. Our youngest is six. Um, and he was probably really the, really the one that just made me, kind of brought me that awakening that, wow, I get to stay home with this baby mm-hmm. all day long. And I sent my, you know, the two oldest started school. I joked that Cash picked his birthday. He wanted to wait until his brothers were gone at school so he could have me to himself full time because he was <laughs> 10 days late. And the third child should not be late. Yes, so exactly. they started school. I went into labor that night and, um, and he just, I mean, he's a little spitfire, but he's yeah. a joy, just a joy to be with. And yeah, I just really, God, God saved him to really teach me a lot about gratitude and well, as on your journey, one of the things I, um, that you've done so well is also challenge yourself in these other areas of your life, the physical fitness, obviously the health and, and vitality part of it is a big thing for you. It's very, you're, you're very passionate about that. Um, when, when you got out of the financial world, you became a mom. Uh, you didn't stop there though, challenging yourself. What was it that you started to cha- you know, turn your focus on as well? Um, I think it first started, I mean, I was always a runner uh-huh. and I was always, and I always lifted weights and I would kind of go through seasons where I'd like one more than the other. So I think I was more, um, I was training for marathons and half marathons for a while. And then I think my oldest or my, we just had the two, they were maybe two and four, or three and five. And I always, you know, reading all the muscle and fitness hers and all the women's health magazines. And seeing the bodybuilding competitions, mm-hmm. the women's fitness competitions that mm-hmm. um, that people were engaged in, and I think at that time it was mostly um, bodybuilding, and then uh, what's it called, um, like physique. And so mm-hmm. bikini started coming on that the bikini division, which I wish they'd give it a different name. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, I've always wanted to do that. There was a trainer at our gym that was training a group of girls and so I just threw my hat in and um man it was you know six days a week of heavy heavy lifting and it was you know gosh that was 10 years ago Mm -hmm. so it was a very bro science diet where it was white rice and turkey patties and um and it was brutal but (laughs) just the way that I was able to manipulate my physique and the composition of my physique through fitness or through nutrition and 
and the, the way that I was lifting was really fascinating. So I knew that um, there was something more than just this bro diet and these crazy workouts. You know, there was a way that was more balanced. And so after that first show, I just got bit by the bag and I went on to do a few more mm-hmm. and evolving ever with different coaches and nutrition plans. And it's been, it's been a journey and a really fun one. So, and, and you've done amazing at that, by the way. Um, was it, was it the discipline that attracted to you that this to you? Was it the fact that you could, um, once again, start seeing results for all the hard work that you put into it? What was it that, what was it that you found that was so, um, uh, beneficial and not necessarily beneficial to you, but what was it that you just felt like, man, this is what I want to follow. Right. Well, I think it, you know, obviously very much spoke to my Enneagram three heart, but it wasn't the, um, the actual competition being on stage that uh-huh. if I were to say any part of the journey was my least favorite, it would be that, uh-huh. um, I just, it wasn't my space. I wasn't comfortable up there, which is funny as the achiever slash a performer, but, yeah. um, yeah, it was the discipline and it made, and I, so I got a lot of, um, gratitude because this is something I had 100% control over. Yeah. And so if I, cheated on my nutrition plan. It was all my fault. If I crushed my workouts, it was all my fault. If I, you know, won first place was all my fault. And so it was, it was very much the discipline I do. I kind of just get, get my sights on something and I just, I just don't have any quit. Mm Well, that's what you, I mean, you and Todd are like perfectly formed for both of that. Like you both are such high achievers. You got this type A personality where you just, you, you, you're, you demand so much out of yourselves. Um, uh, I, and, and, and I mean, it's, it's just really uh, wonderful to watch, um, you know, this two power couple or this power couple achieve so many great things in your life. But I also know it doesn't come without struggle, right? Um, you right. know, everybody wants to, everybody wants to look at people and go, man, I want everything they have. And then, the, you know, the people are like, I don't think you want everything we had to go through to get what we have. Right. Um, exactly. On your journey, as you went from this, this self, once again, self-discovery, you found a passion um, in this physique modeling and, and weightlifting. Um, and then you, you know, then you eventually started to evolve out of that. Was that just because you felt like that was a season of my life? Or was there another passion that you started to chase and find more fulfillment in? Well, yeah, both, I would say definitely a season. I mean, you know, the, the girls that are competing in these competitions are just getting younger and younger. And yeah. They don't have, they've not had to, you know, bear children. So this, the competition is getting pretty stiff and it's a really, it's a time consuming sport mm-hmm. and it doesn't serve anyone other than yourself. Yeah. And so it's, you know, all the hours in the gym. And of course I went early in the morning or, um, and my, and my nutrition plan didn't impact my family's, you know, the way that they ate either. Actually, it helped my husband for sure. He actually, I think he prefers that when I'm, you know, in competition mode, because then he eats a lot healthier. <laughs> but um, He's not tempted, but, <laughs> not tempted by the cheeseburger. <laughs> exactly. But there is, um, I really just kind of like all that I learned and just realizing that, man, I have a lot of people that are looking at me like I'm an expert and I'm this person that I feel like I need to know everything uh-huh. about everything and then I can be the expert. Yeah. So, that, you know, taking a step back and realizing, you know, I'm actually, you know, can be still, still 
act in that expert capacity for a large majority of the population Mm -hmm. and particularly women who are struggling with, um, you know, Oh, I don't know if I start lifting weights, I don't want to bulk up or I put on muscle too much, or I don't know what I should eat. And, um, so it kind of just pushed me to go get my certification to become an integrative nutrition, um, and health coach. Mm -hmm. And then from there, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah. So yeah. So that, um, that kind of, I felt like I needed a credential or something, uh-huh. you know, not just, um, not just to say, Oh, because I've done all these things or have these accomplishments. And so, um, yeah, so that's been a, been a really a fun journey. And I've you know, been able to kind of even parlay that into kind of casting the net a bit wider and doing more, um, presentations or, um, you know, speeches to people on this, on this topic. Mm-hmm. So you so you did this. You get your cert, you get certified. So now you're so now you in your mind are qualified. Even though I would say that many people uh, would say that you were qualified before the certification. But I, I understand that. I mean, people want to have that that piece of paper or they they want that clout because that does give substance to you um, because of something that you even went out and, and accomplished personally. But now you have that confidence to go out there and really share that with the world. You know, as you became, I mean, obviously you're you know you're you're a mom and the the boys are growing you know growing and the company's growing and and all of a sudden you find yourself in this situation where you you were challenged and asked to become now the CFO of this very large <laughs> company uh, with a very large footprint um, were you like what was the mindset for you to go back into that were you were you ready and prepared were you excited were you nervous were you like I mean like what, what were you going through well, I think I thought I was probably ready and prepared. I, you know, still am always uh, a numbers nerd, and I say that uh-huh. with affection. Yeah. And so I knew that there were there was the skill set that I had that could be very beneficial to not only just the, our company as a whole, but to all of the leaders in all of our offices, just to be able to go and help them walk through their numbers and explain. So we're all successful at the end of the day, but. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I thought I was prepared and I thought I had it, um, you know, I time blocked and, um, you know, had, had all the things and, you know, then you lose an accounting person and yeah. then you COVID then, you know, there's yeah. all these things that, you know, you realize, huh, huh, I guess I'm just, I'm just never going to be as prepared as I, <laughs> as I want to be and yeah. think I am. And I'm just going to need to be okay with it. And, um, so it's been, you know, I, I kind of went in and shifted the the whole accounting department that was kind of in, in pieces and just blew it up and brought everyone together. And what we have now is incredible and it's an amazing team, but it was not without a lot of um, sacrifice by, you know, certainly the kids, yeah. you know, not having mommy. And even my oldest keeps asking, when are you going to be just mom again? Yeah. Wow. So how do, um, how do you feel like that? Like, what is that? Like, what, what does that feel like? Well, I mean, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh-huh. So, and I'm blessed to, I mean, COVID did give a lot of blessings and, and being able to work remotely and not feel the guilt of, Oh, I need to be with my kids or I need to be in the office. Mm-hmm. And I have a great team that is super competent and, um, and so I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I, it just, yeah, it definitely gave me more of a sense of urgency to 
make sure that I was fully training and hiring really, really smart um, instead of just feeling, you know, not, we are not, we don't hire bodies. We want to hire correctly, not quickly. So um, got a great team. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I've been able to be home a lot, um, but it is a lot. It's a lot to struggle. I'm looking forward for school to go back. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. hopefully it stays. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you and I were talking a little bit previous on the on the show here um, before we hit the record button about, yeah, just the challenges that we're going to be facing as we go back to school. And, you know, hopefully the boys and or, you know your boys and uh, my boys and girls will be back in school. But, you know, hey, listen, if we run into some challenges there, we got to have a plan. We got to have a strategy moving forward because yeah. we just the, the old plan's not going to work. <laughs> so we, we've right. got to be prepared be. for that. Prepare to prepare, prepare. That's mm-hmm. so the other thing I do see with our within our organization is um, we send out we have an email that goes out every day, and so I have Fridays and I call it Fitspo Fridays, and so I'm able to you know still um, delve into that that passion a lot, and you know record videos, and I've been recording a lot lately on not just physical health but mental health mm-hmm. because of. COVID, there's been a huge spike in anxiety and depression. And also that being proactive and preventative have, you know, building your immune system and how we can best support that if and when there most likely will be that that, what they call the second wave of COVID that is expected to hit around flu season. So yeah, well, I, 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 once again, you have to be prepared for this. And I think it's so good. I was going to ask you, like, you know, as you got out of the health and fitness for you personally, you, you, um, you, how are you still doing that? How you, you know, one of the things that we run into, uh, I don't care if you're male or female, but you know, once you know what you're passionate about, sometimes we can kind of get diverted. Sometimes we can get, uh, we can get, um, focused on the wrong areas or just different areas that we feel like we really need to be focused on for multiple reasons, but we don't follow the flame work. Uh, we don't follow the things that we really are passionate about. How are you still fitting that in? And I think that was one of the things you did is these videos, but are there, are there other areas of your life right now that you're starting to, um, to build and set on fire in a good way, like that you're passionate about now that you've gotten into this next chapter of your life? Well, right. Well, we were also talking before we got on that, um, I've become a golfer Yeah. and, as as an Enneagram three, there's never never a chance, a snowball's chance in hell that I was going to become a golfer because you don't just become you're not just naturally <laughs> good. Yes. And you never master that sport. In oh. fact, the more I practiced for the first couple of weeks, the worse I continued to get. And mm. I and I was like, Man, this is so counterintuitive. But mm. what I love about that this sport is not only the, the recreational intimacy that I get to have with Todd, you know, mm-hmm. having something that we both are enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably more than I right now, although I would, I would disagree. I'm actually, I'm really enjoying it. I'm meeting a lot of great women as well. Yeah. Um, but the, it's, it's the mental piece of it that is, you know, 44 years old. I'll just tell everyone how old I am. You know, coming to grips with, you don't have to, Nobody cares if you can swing that club and hit it 250 yards or if you hit it 250 feet. (laughs) That is not a mark of who you are. And so it's been really um, something I've been embracing for, you know, managing that space between my ears. Um, And then, of course, you know, my nutrition, I've gone 
you know, I, I'm not super strict or stringent with anything, but it's always been, a, it's fairly easy place for me, I think, to, to be pretty disciplined in my nutrition because it's just been that way for so long. Yeah. And, you know, but giving myself a heck of a lot more grace and mm. Like I haven't gone to the gym one day this week, so I don't want to wear a mask. <laughs> it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of, you know, turning into a grumpy, um, unhappy person and just like, you know, I don't really feel like it, and that's okay. And we need to, I think, just really give ourselves a lot more grace. Yeah, that is so good. I love that you brought in the word grace because I think you're right. So many times, like especially for high achievers or people that want to accomplish things in their lives, we don't give ourselves that grace that we need because you know what, we're not going to be perfect all the time or the circumstances aren't going to be perfect all the time. And the more that we can understand where we're at, whatever chapter we're in, whatever season we're in our life, uh, the more that we can enjoy that moment, those opportunities that we've been given. And so I love that you brought that up. So um, I know that your time is valuable and I I want to uh, very much respect that. So I'm going to kind of end it here pretty soon, but I really want you to, I'd love for you to share, you know, as for a woman that is finding themselves in this season, um, maybe they're a mom and they're, and they're also a professional woman and they're really struggling with that, that balance or that imbalance in their life right now. And they, you know, they're, they're feeling this guilt and shame that they're not with their kids enough. And then they feel the vice versa of not, not working enough or providing the financial income for the family enough what would you say to them in reflection of your journey and where you're at now? What would you say to a, a woman that is in that situation? Um, I think the thing I probably, I say the most to all women, and I still have to say it to myself, is you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so while you think you're meeting all the needs of your family, your husband, your kids, your career, if you're not taking time to take care of yourself, whether that's a bubble bath or, you know, an early morning walk for 15 minutes, even if you're not taking care of yourself first, you're, they're not getting the best of you. They're getting the rest of you. And so you need to pour into yourself first. And it, it could be one small thing. It could be just getting up 15 minutes early and journaling, mm-hmm. just doing one thing. And as you start to do that, you can, you know, find more time and realize that it really does make you a better mom, a better wife, a better colleague, a better leader, because your mindset is completely switched. And so do I have to, I get to. Mm -hmm. That's so good, lady. I, I, you hit that right on the head right there. I think so many people and, and, and women in general, but men will do the same thing, but they take care of themselves last. And we, Mm -hmm. uh, we, we don't usually get to that last thing on our list. Right. And uh, right. it's so important. That was, you know, that's a part of my journey. I will tell you from personal experience, that's something that I had to learn. That's something that Kate and I have talked about for, uh, for many, many times um, about even for her as well, too. You know, I mean, it, you know, she's, you know, she's a, she's a, she's a stay at home mom, but I mean, she still is running with her head cut off because she's got so many things on her plate. And, and even though she's not in the workforce, um, she is for, she serves so many people outside of our family. Um, mm-hmm. it's so important for, for her to be filling her cup and, and she's learned that that's been that journey for her as she's learned to do that over time. And I will tell you, um, when she does it, 
She's so great around the house. She's so great for us. Our relationship is at its best when she's at her best and vice versa when I'm, when our yeah. relationship is at its best when I'm at my best. So I love that you, you made that a point for women to take home. So Absolutely. No. All right, lady. Well, I will let you get back to the, uh, the amazing things that are going on in your life and your world. And, uh, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you. I love you. You guys are just awesome. And, uh, and I'm so, uh, I'm, I'm just so grateful to have you and Todd in Kate and I's life. And, uh, we, we just find, um, so much joy being a part of yours. So thank you, lady. Absolutely. We feel that it's been so very blessed to be asked to be on this today. So all right. Anytime. All right. Well, Brother, we will let de- me know. I'll be, yeah, I'll be letting you know that for sure. So, well, everybody, thanks so much for listening. You guys, uh, this was an awesome episode of Shannon. And I know for those that you're listening right now, I know that, uh, this really hit home for you. And I just hope that you're able to, first of all, you know, maybe you have to listen to this again or a couple times, take some notes, but what can you take away from this that you can apply to your life? Listen, you know, we can, we can get all of this knowledge and all of this understanding, but if we don't actually apply it to our life, it will never change and uh, we don't want to be stuck in that same place. We don't want to be there this, you know, this time next year. And so there's some really great practical application pieces that Shannon talked about today that I know that if you apply it and you put it into your life, you will live an amazing, extraordinary life. So love you all. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.